When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know if you know this, but Penn State's running game was not good enough last year for anybody, for them, for fans, for analysts, for anybody. So today on the BWI Daily Edition in our preseason primer, we are taking a look at the guys toting the rock. Is there more hope this year than there was last year? And will Penn State be able to run the ball? All that today on the BWI Daily Edition. My shirt should make a little more sense now as we are uh, here on Friday on the BWI Daily Edition taking a look at the future season for Penn State football, but it is still summer. Nate Bauer is on location, on vacation. He's wearing a wonderful shirt, so I decided compromise is meeting people where they are. Everyone's on vacation. So, Nate, how are you doing today? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if vacation is the right way to phrase it as much as, look, it's it's Friday. It's our last Friday of the summer unofficially, right? Football starts mm-hmm. with media day next Saturday. So, you know, let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's be lighthearted until we have to be mad at each other for five months in a row I don't know if you know this or not about me but i tend to be very serious about having fun so let's have some fun okay. all right i'm in we're discussing the penn state running back room another reason to be yelling at each other for the last eight months <laughs> about this particular part <gasps> of the offense this particular part of penn state's the fabric of their identity not to lean too much into fabric today but what is your where are we starting with here? Are we starting with a look back at last season or are things so different that we're just looking ahead and that we're not going to factor in what happened last year as a part of this conversation? Noah Kane never had a chance. You were all too mean to him. No, I think where we're starting is that a clean slate is good for everyone. Right. And so What happened last year was, I think, in many respects, a matter of personnel across the board not fitting. Offensive line wasn't consistent. The running backs that they had that were able to play and be somewhat productive didn't fit the needs of what Penn State's offense had, right? And so on top of all that, to have a quarterback who – was ineffective in the part of the season that Penn State had really dialed in and focused on improving the running game. Yeah. Like it just, it was a, a tornado of unworkable aspects that all, I mean, it was just, if it could go wrong, it did. And yeah. th- there is reason to believe that many of those things should be at least partially rectified this year right you know like i think i think that that's the jumping off point is at minimum those elements should be better 
So we always talk about, we've talked about this almost in every single video and probably in every single video so far. No position is an island. Some have more independence and autonomy than others, but running back might have the least. So when we talk about the situation, the offensive line, the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, they all play in to the production of the group. And as you talked about with Noah Kane leaving the program, uh, John Lovett leaving the program as well. Let's introduce the running backs here. In this conversation, we cannot have it without introducing the freshmen at the same time. So we're going to take a look at the entire running back room together. But we will start with the guys that are returning to Penn State as the veterans of the group, led by Kevon Lee, the running back that has been essentially the lead back for two years now. Uh, Kaziah Holmes coming back from a redshirt season last year and Devin Ford at some point will be a factor like from injury to underperformance and a number of different things has been a part of, but not a focal point of the positional group. Moving on to the freshman, Nick Singleton, the five-star superstar from governor Mifflin and four-star running back from IMG Academy, Katron Allen, both look like guys that are going to burn their red shirt early and have been here and have been impressing people since they both enrolled early. So those are the players that we're talking about. That's the situation to set things up. So let's start at the top with Kevon Lee, a guy who maybe unfairly played early in his career because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the injuries to Journey Brown or the medical condition of Journey Brown and the injury to Noah Kane. He's been in the spotlight as a guy who has played the last two seasons can he maintain that spot atop the depth chart? And more importantly, what do you expect from him this year? I would be surprised if he doesn't for at least the first few weeks of the season. I, I, I just think that you go into the year wanting to have stability, wanting to have reliability, feeling as though you can trust what's going on at that position. And he, he brings that. I, I don't think that if you're fairly evaluating him last season, I don't think he played poorly. I, no. I really don't. I, I think that he is a serviceable back. Um, did he, did he bring the element of the game? As I said, that Penn state needed offensively, which was home runs. No, he, he, he didn't. He, he, it's not, I, I don't think. And I think that you would agree with this. It just might not be in his toolbox to, to to do that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a place for, you know, five yards of carry, four, four and a half yards of carry. That, that there yeah. is a time and a place for that. He was poorly situated to take advantage of what happened last year for a number of reasons. The first was, and I think this was kind of an internal thing, he was trying to make every single run a home run. And he was trying to break every tackle on every play. And I said early in the season, he's got to realize he's not that guy. He's got to play his game and not try to bounce and break tackles. And and once he settled into just read the hole, break the tackle, he was more effective. But when we talk about what makes players great, when we talk about what uh, you might want from some running backs this year, it's the ability to create outside of what's given to you. So the running back does have some autonomy. And when you break tackles and you create outside of what is given to you by the offensive line, and if that's not a lot, you've got to create more. That was not something he was set up to do last year. But you're right. As a part of a committee, as a big back that has good receiving skills that we saw at the end of the season, where he can be a capable multidimensional threat and is a good pass blocker, 
absolutely is going to be an integral part of this offense. But this is going back to, let's just hit this again. Let's talk about this one more time. Yards on explosive <laughs> runs last year. So I've, mm -hmm. I've sliced it a bunch of different ways. Penn State had 315 yards on explosive runs in 2021. Nine Big Ten running backs had more individually than Penn State had as a program. And two of them were on Michigan's roster. And there were several schools that had the aggregate that was in the 700s of two or three running backs that all had 200 yards on explosive runs, runs of 15 or more yards. Penn State had 315. That was second last to only Rutgers in the Big Ten. That was bad. That was opposite good. But as you could probably imagine, getting back to average there shouldn't be a Herculean task. Is that fair to say? Like, they were so bad last year that if they reached the middle of the pack, that supplements an offense that was able to still score points and move the ball at times through other means. Is that what your threshold for this uh, year should be? I, th yes, I think that it's, it's the biggest missing ingredient is that if, if they improve that, that specific number, I'm going to go one step further than you. Uh, they had 437 team carries last year. Uh, their average yards per carry as a team was 3.2 yards. That includes sacks, right? When you adjust for sacks, their team rushing average was 3.78 yards per carry. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And yep. a big part of that number, I just keep I'm beating the dead horse here, but a big part of that yards per carry number is having, like, you can actually, like, in real life, you can average four yards a carry, and that's plenty, yep. right? Like, that's that's okay. But one of every 10 carries that you have, one of every 15, two of 15, whatever the, the ratio is, has to go for 25, 40, 60, if you're lucky, right? Like, like you, you just, you have to be able to bring that to the field because if you don't, that, that number, that plain uh, boiled down yards per carry average just plummets. It, it just, it takes a beating over the the long haul of what you're trying to do for the season. So, so we know the guys that it's not going to be no yeah. Kane, no longer on the roster and Kevon Lee. We've identified maybe that let's not let want to be respectful, but also it's not a part of his game. Let's not say maybe it's not a part of his game unless something radically has changed over the last six months. So who, who are the guys that are going to give that to you, give you those explosive runs in this group? Good question. I, I mean, if you want the nice answer, it's we'll see, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it's Devin Ford. Maybe maybe Devin Ford brings you something out of the backfield that simulates that, right? Yeah. Whether it's dump off passes, what what have you. He he still is supposed to be an elusive back who who in space should right. have opportunities to to create some things for you offensively. Again. He wouldn't be on the team if he didn't bring that to the table. But, but the more succinct answer is Nick Singleton. That, that's what Nick Singleton does. If you look at his high school tape, and again, I understand it's not the same thing. It's not the same level. If you look at his high, high school tape, he just rips off 80-yard carries, right? He, he yep. gets from 
touching the ball through the line of scrimmage and into not just the second level, but the third level of the defense in the blink of an eye. He's got a, a burst that is uncommon. And so when that when that's the case, that that's the whole deal is, is get him to there and then let him let him do the rest because that that is what he does is he beats that third level and takes it to the house. Uh, maybe at this level, it, it's not take it to the house. Maybe it's take it 40 yards. But right. either way, th- that it would be a supreme improvement for Penn State as a team from the running back position uh, in that specific element of the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, BWI film analyst Nate Bauer is yeah. giving you the breakdown on Nick Singleton. I love it. I love it. You're speaking my language, Nate. But I don't that speak is... your language. Uh, you should have told me to stop. <laughs> Just say, Nate, you sound ridiculous. No, that was exactly right. That's exactly that's exactly the point. And it's, as you pointed out, one every 10 carries. So Nick Singleton, when we talk about what he is, what he provides, uh, we've gotten this question multiple times this offseason. Is he going to be the guy at some point? Is he going to take over the running back position? Is he going to be the superstar that we're all painting the picture and we're drawing the outline and we'll fill in the colors as it goes along? Or does he need to be a one every 10 carries guy? He gets 40 yards. Like both can be a path to success for Penn State and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So what do you what do you think there? I think it is unfair to crown him as like a birthright, right? Like I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think that reputation and, and he knows this, everyone knows this internally. He has to be able to do it. Uh, he did it this spring that that is not debated this spring. He impressed with yeah. what, with, with those specific types of carries it just changes the dynamic of a practice when guys make these big plays, right? Like yeah. if, if that happens, if, if, if guy cuts loose uh, and it's not just, okay, like, yeah, 10, 13 yards of care, like that, that happens. You see that in spring practice, but when guys go 80, it, it opens eyes and he yeah. went 80. He did that. That was something that he was able to do against Division One competition. Yes, on his own team, but first string guys, right? And so to 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 have that in his back pocket, he he has demonstrated that he's able to do that in that setting. 
now he has to translate that. Now yeah. he has to take it to a game field, and whether it's at Purdue or Ohio or Auburn, whatever, those are going to be the early litmus tests of yeah. how that translates and, and where he is in that process of being able to, to, to take that from the practice field into a game. And he is one player that has... Oh, boy. That wasn't what I wanted to do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he is a guy that has a longer uh, acclimation period than his teammate Catron Allen as a freshman because, as I was going to show you there, but that was a big mistake, his offense uh, operates out of a triple option in high school at the high school level. So a lot of these pitches are on the perimeter of the defense. He's not reading as much, although he did have runs and you do have to read blocks. You do have to set up blocks as a pitch man in that situation. But does he know, has he acclimatized to reading inside zone correctly? Cause we saw for Kevon Lee, the ability to read those plays at times can be difficult. If you haven't mastered it yet, Katron Allen has mastered it like i'm gonna go ahead and say he's mastered or is at least an advanced level of knowing blocking schemes and how to run coming from img academy of the mental aspect in a very physically uh accentuated position so can he be that guy at some point to give you those yards those explosive plays or is he another guy as what he was his profile was a power back in in high school has he done enough to make himself kind of an in-between player, or is he going to be another Kevon Lee type? I, I don't know. We're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see what that burst is for him specifically, because I don't. I don't yeah. think that I've seen it. I don't think that you've seen it, at least at this level. Um, you know, can, can he be more like? It would seem to me as though he is. He fits the mold of more of an all-purpose back that he, right? But. I think that Singleton does too. <laughs> I think that both like uh, yeah. I, I very distinctly kind of remember James Franklin saying during the signing day ceremony, I want to say that was in February, yeah. not the, not the early signing, the late signing where he was like, Oh, everybody talks about thunder and lightning between these two guys, but they're both two twenty five plus. Yeah. They both Nick Singleton run. is, is not uh he's not an elusive player. Nick Singleton is a hammer. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But he's also really, really fast. He's also he's, really yeah. fast. His top end speed is very fast yeah. on top of. It's one thing to. It's one thing to, uh, you know, have the moves and be able to get yourself into a position to have a one on one. Excuse me. <laughs> it's another thing entirely to turn on the Jets. And yeah. when he turns on the Jets, though, it, it's fast. Like, it's legit fast. Fast, fast. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I think you're you're right in saying the setup to be an all-around back and the conversation about a committee and all those things. Is it <laughs> – I, I, I hate to paint it this way, but is it up to Singleton about how much he can learn and how much he can prove that you don't need to put other guys on the football field or is it really going to be that there's going to be, he's just got a role. And if you're projecting this, are they going to not play players? Uh, you know, cause Miles yep. Sanders was a very good running back, but James Franklin made the comment. When do you ever want to take Saquon Barkley off the field? 
Yep. So are we in a similar situation here uh, heading into 2022? Do you think that we could have a similar situation? I think that Penn State for the past, let me think about this, uh, 1920, for the past three seasons, Penn State has been dying for someone to be the alpha, right? Like James Franklin yeah. has said it publicly. Uh, and I think if you extrapolate from what he's saying, the, the <clears throat> more blunt way to say it is like, you, you, you want some guy, one of these guys, it doesn't matter who it is. You yeah. want someone to force the issue, to force the coach's hand that says, hey, we would love to get all of you the ball. We would love to be able to distribute this evenly and yeah. you know, make sure that everyone is happy and has a role and feels good. That Yes, you like that. That's good for locker room morale. And I think that in most cases, there are roles for three running backs. Right? Yeah. If the third running back is your kickoff returner, the other two backs kind of split carries for health reasons. That, that's that's all good. Yeah. But the better situation is that one guy, even with the others being very, very good, <coughs> that one guy is just better. Yeah. That one guy is just far and away better and says, you know what? Sorry, but it's not up to you. It's up yeah. to me. And I'm ending this debate. So I'm going to call that our X factor here for the running back room is does one player make himself the guy at the position. And, you know, we're kind of looking at one player, but Kevon Lee has been the guy at the position for the last two seasons. He has weathered the storm of other players getting carries, and he's always the guy that comes back to the top. So can he do that again once again this year and raise his level of play as the floor seems to be higher on this particular position? Is one of these guys going to be the guy or are they going to be back to a running back by committee? And I'm going to bring up one more player before we get to kind of some closing thoughts and get to our stock watch on the group. Kaziah Holmes, we tend to gloss over quite a bit. I always bring him up as like last season. He was the answer to me as far as where is the explosive play? And he did not play last year. So he brings those factors to this running back room. But I want you to talk about him because every single time I'm the one that talks about him and like I am digging myself a huge hole if he doesn't see the field at all. So I'm going to I'm going to shift some of this to you to give us the explanation of maybe why I'm overstating or I'm emphasizing something too much here. Physical talent is fine. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's that's good, but it doesn't get you on the field. Not not here, not not at this level. And so I, I just think that Kazai Holmes, for a variety of reasons, has not been in a place where he can take that step, where he can where he can demonstrate that, where he can show it. Um, you know, you just if you're not prepared, if you're not if you're not ready for that moment, they're they're going to hold you back. Um, and so maybe, maybe there's an argument to be made that, oh, we'll just give him a shot, just see how it goes. It, it can't be any worse. But I, I don't think that's how I don't think that's how they operate. And right. so until <clears throat> same argument could be made about Christian Vegier last year. Uh, it, it, you know, if if he had been if he had demonstrated a better level of readiness than what he had maybe 
Iowa is a different situation. Maybe he he will have proven something, right? Like, and right. I'm not trying to steer us far off track. I, I, I'm just offering an example of young guys in particular. If if they can't show all of those other things, and it's not, it's relevant. People people kind of act. It seems to me as though people act like it's like a hazing ritual, right? Of like, <laughs> oh well. You didn't pass. You didn't pass your test, right? The, the, right. I mean, all, all of these. This is maybe well known, maybe not. Every single one of these assistant coaches gives written tests. They, they, these players have to take tests for mm-hmm. different areas of the game, week by week, understanding the game plan, knowing where you want to be, all that stuff. If you don't do well at that, it's going to dock you. It's going to it's right. going to hurt you in that process of getting onto the field. So let's take a look then. And we'll uh, we'll end with this stock up or stock down for the Penn State running back room in 2022. Um, I love this, by the way, Nate, because it's Friday. We're both wearing fun shirts and there's only five players to talk about in the running back room as opposed to the offensive line oh, or the perfect. receivers room. It's great. You can blow through it in a tight 20 some minutes and get out of here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or the quarterbacks where you got to spend 40 minutes breaking down every atom. But here we have the running backs. We've talked about all the names and faces to know. Stock up or stock down for this group in 2022? Stock up. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not it's a meteoric, what do they call those, unicorns, right? Yeah. Is it a unicorn? Might be. Might be. We're going to find out. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just, hey, like, no pressure kid but this is this is what it is this is what this is what Penn State needs this is what Singleton seems to be able to deliver and I think importantly if he's able to do that I think it takes some of the pressure and some of the other elements asking others to be something that they're not off the table yeah right yeah like in the, and we see that throughout sports in general right just yeah. having being in a position as a team for whatever whatever sport i mean basketball it happens all the time if you can just ask these guys to do their role and have those roles complement each other and excel at whatever that role is yeah you're in business and i i think i think i think you're in business let me let me give you an example of something I found when I was looking at the stats last year. And not this doesn't always correlate to wins, right? This is just offensive success at a high level. And going through the explosive numbers, I'll put this back up here again, where Penn State had 315 yards of explosive offense. Kenneth Walker the third had 800 by himself and a thousand explosive yards on the ground for <clears throat> Michigan State. But Let's not pretend that their passing game was giving them any explosive runs. Yep. Most of it, same thing for for uh, Michigan. Most of it was coming from one area. Now, if you look at what Ohio State did, and as you've said multiple times, they boat raced everybody in points and yards and everything else. They had explosive yards on the ground. They had explosive yards through the air. They had explosive yards. I think the offensive line was allowed to carry the ball at some point. They were just, everybody was explosive. So it's not on one guy. You have all systems firing. That's obviously the ideal. But getting to a point where you're not asking Jahan Dotson or Keandre Lambert-Smith and by proxy, 
Sean Clifford to deliver all of the explosive yards, then you're in business. Because that was another thing about last year. Is I, you know, I love Jahan Dotson as a football player. He's a great person, but he's 170 some pounds. He was not a guy that was going to break a lot of tackles and and get into the open field and get those explosive plays from short passes. He was able to do that with elusiveness, but not you know, as a consistent threat on the ground. So there's can't use that as, you know, a supplement to the ground game for explosive plays. There was nobody else really that stepped up in any of those ways to break tackles and get yards after the catch. So you've got Dotson through the air and you've got Dotson through the air and Dotson <laughs> through the air. This year, you might have a bunch of different things. I think Tinsley has the ability to create explosive plays. Singleton has the ability to create explosive plays. The tight ends have always had that ability. They need to prove it. So now you've got more. You just got more clips. You know, you got more. You got more bullets in the chamber. So that is going to be for Penn State having just getting back to a baseline at that running back position provides that for the rest of the offense. Any closing Um, thoughts? Yeah, just just imagine the uh, uh, forget Sean Clifford and his reputation handling pressure literally and or figuratively, right? Yeah, because that's that's the rep at this point. Some of it his fault, some of it probably not. Imagine if he, like Trace McSorley, could hand off to Saquon Barkley on the first carry of the Michigan game and have a touchdown in his pocket. You you go into right. that first quarter and you already are ahead 7-0. How do you play the rest of the game? How does how does that impact Trace McSorley and the way he's able to perform the 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 confidence that he can go? It, it just you know, maybe that's maybe that's too far down the head game path, but I think it's real. Mm-hmm. I think it's real for these guys. And if you if you have that, if that, if there is that element on your team, and maybe more importantly, not just that element, but multiples of that element, you you just it's just a better place to be. It takes some some of that pressure off Sean Clifford, it, rather than it being, oh, like even the Wisconsin game last year. You know, now granted, Dotson was wide open, but you still have to make that throw. Yeah, right. And there's all the pressure in the world because if you miss, if you miss that throw. Maybe you lose that game, right? Yeah. Because because just the margin of error is just so thin in those circumstances. If you've got if you got a guy like this, who Singleton is hoping to become, it, it just changes that dynamic a hundred percent. And I think that that you know we'll see we'll see what the dividends are of that if it comes to fruition. I'm excited to see what he can do in in conjunction with the offensive line and what I think we talked about some positive opportunity for steps forward there as well. So we're rounding out the uh, offense in general. We got tight ends left, but we've been stock up or stock neutral with a positive lean for just about every position so far, because you know, it's a preseason primer. Nobody's gotten injured yet. We haven't found out the things that we don't know, but that'll do it for this week. Our shirt game is on point and uh, I'm going to unbutton a couple of these buttons and go have a cold beverage to start my weekend. And then we're going to get into the weekend. Yes, a Snapple. I'm going to have a diet iced tea as I begin my weekend. That'll do it for the BWI Daily Edition. Thanks to Nate Bauer for coming on the show from location out in parts unknown of the... Where were you again? Were were, were we designating where you were? The Hudson Valley. It's not the Hudson River. 
<laughs> well, have have fun. Whatever plans you have for that shirt sound awesome. So we will uh, hear about that next week as we continue to look at the rest of the offense and then the defense on our season previews. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Subscribe. All those things. Thank you to everybody who's listening to the show. Nearly 10,000 people over on our uh, channel on wherever you get your podcast. We have 10,000 downloads. We got a whole bunch of people. We're crossing all kinds of milestones on YouTube. Tell your friends. Football season's around the corner. We'll be here the whole time. BWI Daily. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.